You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Returning to my first love. Amen. And just let me say this. We're not talking about your first boo. We're not talking about that woman or that man who had you head over heels. We're not talking about that one. We're talking about the one, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're going to be talking about getting back to that place where you were, look at me, where you were totally in awe, in love with Jesus. Now, you can love a person and not necessarily, in the sense that I'm saying it, be in love with them. Are you here? <clears throat> the book of Revelation, it opens up with seven letters to the seven churches. And each letter is a prophetic letter to that particular church. Say a prophetic letter. Uh, and these are the words of Jesus by way of Holy Spirit to John of Patmos to these seven churches. It's a prophetic word. Someone say prophetic word. Okay, prophetic word. So I'm speaking you speaking to you today prophetically. Now, when he wrote these particular letters to the churches, he was writing not only to communicate with them, but he was writing to instruct them that this will often be the pattern for churches, not just then, but throughout history. We can see these characteristics in various churches. And once they are seen, it's to the church's advantage, to the individual's advantage to take heed to what the spirit is saying and make the necessary changes. Are you with me? So as God speaks today, we must look at ourselves and whatever area that I know that I have gotten off or have gotten away from God. Guess what I need to do? Make some changes now. And I said that to say, to whatever degree our individual lives are as a church reflect the symptoms uh, that we're about to see, okay? If any of these reflect me, address it. Hmm. Because, and don't be this person, don't be the person who's in deception. Because my love or my actions is an expression of my love. And if I really desire God, and if I really love God, it will be seen more so than said. Oh, boy. I will see. How do I know? Because it's seen through my actions. Okay? Now, just like the church of Ephesus, many churches are like them today. They were zealous in many areas. I mean, this was a church who resisted sin. They didn't let sin perpetuate in the church. They worked hard. They, they uh, critically examined those who were false teachers, false prophets. They held people accountable. Are you with me? They persevered during hardships. But there was one thing that they lacked. They had left their first love. In other words, the love that they had, that they once had for God, began to wane. And just because we show up on Sunday or midweek service doesn't necessarily mean 
that your love for God is where it once was. Hmm. And some show up, you know, out of guilt or feel like they've done something or out of some type of religious performance. But worship, and I say this all the time, real worship extends beyond what we think is done on Sunday. Real worship is a lifestyle. And worship is not just singing. It's, a, it's having a certain posture. It's how I walk. It's how I talk. It's how I live my everyday life dedicated to Jesus and is seen by others. So worship is beyond just singing two or three songs. It's a lifestyle. Look at someone and say, it's a lifestyle. So, but this particular church, as a matter of fact, their very name meant desired. So here was a church whose name meant desired, whose hearts was, was drifting away from Jesus. The word Christian, Christian, means Christ-like one, or one like Christ. And there are those naming the name of Christians, Christ-like ones, whose love is waning. And I said that to say, if I'm a Christian, then I should be like, y'all talk to me, I should be like Christ, and it should be seen. Now, Write this down. The first danger, the first danger sign for any believer is to grow cold toward Christ. So when you grow cold, those are warning signs. Come on, come on, do, do something, man. Come on, come on. So, 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 so the first warning sign is that you grow cold. What do you mean? I don't necessarily pray like I used to. Again, your righteousness is not based upon how long you pray, but it's good to pray. Because it keeps you in constant fellowship and communication with God. Okay? So that's a, a sign. I don't pray like I used to. My devotion. There's, you know, you, you used to do your daily devotionals. Worship. You would wake up, listen to worship music. That stopped. I would, on my way to work, listen to the word of God on podcasts. At home, I would listen to the word. That stopped. And if you would listen to your spirit, just like in the natural, your body if you would listen to your body, your body would tell you when it's hungry. It'll tell you when it needs water. It'll tell you when it needs rest. Same thing in the spirit. When your spirit man is yearning more of God, when your spirit man is thirsty, if you will listen to it, it will tell you exactly what it needs. Are you here? But the first danger sign for any believer is to grow cold toward Christ. And let me say this. There are many churches. They can have zeal. They can have a lot of activities. They can have sound doctrine. But, 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 but even in all that, you have to make sure that your love for God does not decline. And, mo and sadly, even in Christendom, the love for God. And there's always a remnant that stays on fire, but it takes more than just a few. So even though we got a lot of activities, even though we're zealous in a lot of different areas and we got this going on, got that going on, we have to make sure that my love for God does not decline. Are you here? Revelation 2, verse 4 and 5. Will you read this with me? Beginning at verse 4. Ready? Let's read. But I have this charge against you, that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of the love that you first had for me. Notice what he's saying to the church of Ephesus. It's not that you don't love me, but the depth of your love is no longer what it once was. Prime example, you know, coming to worship is no longer important to me as it once was. If I go, good. If I don't, good. 
participating. You know, I started out on fire. I'm anywhere I could serve, anywhere I could help. That was important to me because I understand that we are the body of Christ. Every joint supply. But if I don't come there, it don't matter. You used to talk about Jesus every day, everywhere you went. People knew that you were a believer. Well, now, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't really want to say anything. The depth of your love. And we have to make sure. Let me tell you something. Anything that we devote more of our time to, put more of our time in, that's called idol worship. And, we're, and if we're not careful, we'll get caught up into what Paul encouraged Timothy. The day is coming where men will be lovers of themselves. The God of me. I'm more into me now than I am the things of God. And there's nothing wrong with being a better you. And there's nothing wrong with, with improving you. But in improving me, I cannot put myself above God. So I invest into myself, but I won't sow the same seed into kingdom that I will put into me. I pay for this concerning me, but I won't do the same thing concerning kingdom. I sacrifice this. I sacrifice that. But when it comes to kingdom, all it can wait. You were created by God for the very purpose of God. I'm talking to believers. I know. See, let me tell you something. This may not rub you the wrong way. I mean, this may rub you the wrong way when my love is no longer where it once was. And, and, and watch this. Notice this is a prophetic word just like it was then. And rather than looking and pointing the finger, Lord, is that me? Just like in a relationship. See, you can go for so long that you're no longer conscious of the fact that you're no longer doing the things that you once did. And it's not until they bring it to you. Really? Don't point the finger. Well, you don't buy me roses anymore. Why not just look at me? Man, have I fallen that far? Hmm. Boy, this is good. So remember the heights from which you have fallen in. I'm sorry, we're still at verse four. But I have this charge against you that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of the love you first had for me. One translation says, you don't love me or each other as you first did. The love you had at first is gone. And that's the state of the majority of this body. The love that you had for God. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying. The love that you had at first and you can look around you. Where's your love? How often do you share Jesus? How often do you worship? What does your prayer life look like? What does your study of the word of God look like? Can he get the same attention, same time as social media? Boy, it's quiet. Let's read verse 5. Ready? Let's read. So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Notice it's the Greek word metaneo, which means to reconsider to think again to have a change of the way you think and it uh, gives you a little bit here notice it says images that people are idling and statues people are serving the god of self where they have put themselves where god should be that's bible are you here and he said watch out because the day is coming they don't want sound doctrine anymore they don't want the truth. Now, we, they'll start falling after fables, myths, man-made nonsense. And they'll start looking for people, watch this, who are teaching a doctrine that will satisfy the God of self. What they want to hear. Oh, oh boy. Now, 
After each letter, he would end saying this, let everyone who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And guess what he is saying to you guys, to, to this house? Guess what he's saying? The love that we once had is not where it used to be. And guess what he's charging us to do? Get back to that place. Now listen to me. Get back to that place where you desire God. And it's sad because you don't even hardly see people crying out to God anymore. Not even our youth as a whole, as a, you know, collectively as a church body everywhere. Saints, everybody's into. And we show up on Sunday like we're doing God a favor. Pastor, you ought to be glad I'm here. What's your desire for God? And, and watch this. If you're not living for God, you're living for yourself or the enemy or someone else. Who are you living for? So the first thing we have to do, notice he's challenging us to return what? To my first love. What do you mean, Pastor? Let's get back to doing those things that I used to do relative to when I desired God. And watch this. And when you desire God and keep God first, he aligns everything else. And it keeps you from operating and being led by the flesh. You know why people cut up? Because God is no longer first. People cut up because God is no longer first. Because there's no way I could desire God and engage in the nonsense. Are you here? Notice I said the first danger sign for any believer is to grow cold toward Christ. In other words, you let your spiritual guard down. You can't let your spiritual guard down. So write this down. I must keep my spiritual guard up. And when you let your guard down, in other words, you've become relaxed or you have relaxed your defensive posture. And when you relax your defensive posture, posture guess what now you open yourself up to be vulnerable now you open yourself up for every type of assault and attack that's that's why the scripture says he who has no rule over his own spirit is like a city with broken down walls the walls of a city cities were fortified in ancient days ancient egypt okay and it was their safeguard so when we just like who, who remember the, the walls of jericho they fell down flat. They, had no, they no longer had a safeguard. Are you here? And, of course, the, God's people were victorious over them. So when I have no rule over my own spirit, I'm open prey. I'm like a city with broken down walls. What do you mean? You're leaving yourself open and vulnerable to attacks and assaults. Why? Because my defense is gone. I'm no longer fortified. So when we begin to wane, when we allow our love to wane now, I open myself up to. That's why people who were students of the word and steadfast in the word. It's, it's, it's very hard for you to be carried away by every wind and doctrine because you are solid in the faith. You don't ride with every train that stops by your neighborhood. You don't believe everything that you hear because you are solid in this faith in the word. So you're not easily removed by nonsense. <laughs> So when something new pops up, you're so spiritually discerning, that's just the same, the same devil, a different outfit. I'll I, I prove it to you. The same thing that knocked Adam and Eve off, knocked Adam and, Adam and Eve off or got them off. Satan's doing the same thing today. He tried to do Jesus the same way. Three things, the pride of life, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Oh, let me say it a different way. The lust of the flesh, pride of life, lust of the eyes. Let me say it another way. 
Pride of life, lust of the flesh. How do you want to rearrange it? Whatever order, it's the same three. It's going to be the same three. It's either going to be the pride of life or the pride of life. Me. See? Everything about me. Lust of the eyes. Something you desire. Something. Lust of the flesh. That's that cutting up. Indulging in whatever. It could be people, substance abuse, whatever. Giving, gratifying the flesh. Any three. It's going to, watch this. It's going to be. One of the three, two of the three, or all three. I don't care how you look at it. If a person gets off, it's going to be either one of the three, two of the three, or all three. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. So guess, God is so awesome. He's so awesome. You don't even have to look at 15, 20 different areas, a thousand areas. Girl, it's one of the three. Let me help some of you new people. Rather going a long way. They tell me the shortest distance between any two points is a what? Straight line. Let, let me, let, let, girl, don't let me tell you. It's either the lust of the eyes. And you can sound real deep if you want to. Lust of the flesh or the pride of life. Go sit down. Call me back. Just review all three of these. Call me back. See, you're trying to go some places that, girl, let, let, have you checked your flesh lately? Girl, girl, it ain't my flesh. My flesh is good. Have you checked the luster? It ain't that. Well, there we go. But it's going to be one, two, or either three. So nothing has changed, man of God, in terms of Satan's mode of operation. He just coats it differently with every generation. Because you're up on what he did to Adam. You're up on what he did to this one, to that one. But if I can camouflage it, put it in a way that you are not expecting me to come, then I can get you. And let me tell you, anytime the devil wants to get you, don't you know he's going to come at a way that you least expect? He's not going to tempt you with somebody that's not tempting. No, he's going to tempt you. The man got a six-pack. He's whatever, tall, however you want him to look. He's not going to tempt you with a man who has seven legs. Unless you desire a man with seven legs. He's not going to tempt you with things unless you know things move you. Are you here? But I want you to hear this prophetic exhortation. As a body, we have fallen away for our desire for God. Listen to the preacher. It's one of the three. Either lust of the flesh. And the reason why the flesh is cutting up because God is not where he should be. Watch this. See, when God is first, he's that safeguard. Come here, friend. So, 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 it's, no, try, try to get through. So, 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 see, see, he ain't gonna let you, you're not gonna get by me because I'm first. He who dwells in the secret place of the, oh, boy, don't you know you Psalm 91? Go study your Bible. See, I know because I, I study my word. So, so he's not going to allow. See, this person's not moved by what flies at day or what flies at night, by day or night. He knows that angels are encamped around about him and they protect him in all his ways. Why? Because God is. He's my what? My safeguard. Huh? A thousand may fall where? And how many by the other side? Come on, Bible scholars. 
Somebody said 100 million. That'll work. It, it, whatever. It's a hyperbole. It's an exaggeration of what he, his point was. His point was no matter how many it is, I'm not going to allow them to get through. It's an exaggeration. It's a hyperbole. Because what if it's 21,000? The point is, it don't matter how many try to get you. I got you. Notice, no matter how many try to get you, I got you. But when he is no longer first, then watch this. I've lost my safeguard, and now I open myself up to get into my spirit and attack me at will. Thank you, sir. So you have to keep him first. You hear? So I can't let my guard down. You hear? And that's where he has gotten most people. They have let down their spiritual guard. What do you mean? You've relaxed your defensive posture. Whereas one time I was on guard. Now it's okay. That's why you have to be wise as serpents and homeless as doves. See, see, when you keep God first, he, he lets you, he shows you. See, when I don't have to say, go, <laughs> he said, I'm kidding. <laughs> see, every time he said, oh, he goes, girl, I want to give you the word. <laughs> I want to do, <laughs> I want to do this for you. <laughs> let me tell you something. The only, let, let me see how I want to say it. Let me help you in the future. Because God cannot lie. That's the only, and all his promises are yes and amen. That's the only promise that you can shout on that has not physically manifested yet because you know that he is a God of his word and he watches over his word to perform it. Now, if it's not a promise from God, don't you shout until you see. I can't go off of what you're thinking about doing, what you might do, or what you desire to do. No, let me see it. Then I happy dance for you. But I can't do it, and it hadn't been. Well, buy the world first, then I shout. I want to get your house, get the house first, then I shout. I want to do th- do that first, then I shout. Because see, see, you got you got to remember. If I'm operating in the the, the, the lust of the flesh, then, then he's going to do things that's going to. Cause me to let my guard down. If it's lust of the eyes, lust of the eyes, is, things are going to come that's going to let me, cause me to lower my guard. If it's the pride of life, I'm going to be enticed with things that's going to. Wow. First Peter 5, 8 says this, CEV version. So the first thing you got to do is what? Keep your guard. Keep your guard. Keep your guard. Do what? Keep your guard. Stay on what? Defense. As they say, if you stay ready, I think I heard Pastor T say this, you won't have to get ready. Let, let me tell you something. When the enemy come, you don't have time talking about, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me go get my, let, let, me, let, let me go get my stuff. Let me go get my weaponry. Give me a second, Satan, hold on. I ain't know you was coming. I was still asleep. I had about 35, 40, 40 more minutes. I ain't know you was coming this early. He's not going to wait on you. Let's read this. Be on. That ain't what they say. Be on. How y'all not? Everybody skip your. Everybody say be on God. Be on your God. Seriously. Everybody skip God. Everybody skip your. All you heard was be on God. 
which lets me know the majority is in deception. Because had you been penitent, you said, be on your God, be on my God, be on God, then the ones that be. <laughs> look at some people next to you. You see the battle lumps. Them, them the people that's not on God. Look at the, count the lumps on your neighbor forehead. He ain't on God. Be on your God and stay awake. Stay awake. Do you see this? Your enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He portrays himself as one. Okay? Sneaking around. Which means he's not going to be direct, Sister McCain. He's he's trying to find a way. How can I get him? How can I? You're pretty. Oh, he got you. Well, let me find it. Let me find it. Uh, let me. Let me find it. Let me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let, let me. Let me find a way. Let me find a way. If if you do this, you you, you could you could have this tomorrow. Oh, he got you. Pride of life. Now, now this is the last one. Now, 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 now you can't find this no more. If you don't get this one, this gonna be gone. And that lust of the eyes. You, uh, 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 I, I did this in my spirit. It was the last one. <laughs> Off guard. You bought something. Something that somebody told you this is the last one and passed 15 of them on your way to this one. <laughs> Not on guard, man. Are you here? Desire God. He's sneaking around trying to find someone to attack. I'm telling you, don't you wiggle off of an unfulfilled promise made by man. That's a word in this. That don't mean I don't believe you, Chris, but let me see it. I can't, I can't give you this off of a word. <laughs> I'm going to just stop it. I can't give you this off of that. <laughs> Whatever near mean. No, I'm near. What near mean? Is that a new word? Y'all laughing? No, no. Now of that. It's about six of y'all feeling, no, don't work, no, no, don't you dare feel some kind of way. <laughs> Too late for that now. No, just be determined this day for it, I will put my guard back up. And I will not shout off an unfulfilled promise made by man. We're going to promote you, dance when they promote you. you come in here and told that testimony, I mean, we, yeah, we walk by faith, but let, you know, let them promote you first. Because I have had that happen. What happened? Pastor, they changed their mind. <laughs> they, they, they closed the company. And you had all these folk running around, shouting and carrying on, and you only had a job. No, I ain't moving to you. No. I remember some years ago, somebody, I don't know who it was, came to the church, and they said, oh, I'm going to sell a million dollars on the, some kind of selling me. And the church went crazy. Yeah, and I just stood there and said, no, get the money first. You ain't about to have me looking like a fool <laughs> off of a promise unfulfilled, man. And hadn't seen all the million dollars ever since. And everybody who was there that Sunday, hold your head up. Don't you be shamed. Who remember that? Anybody remember? You remember minister? Yeah. I think you was one of the ones that was shouting because you, you almost knocked me down running. <laughs> I said, look at that nigga. <laughs> I 
Pastor shouted too. Yeah, she she said that on herself. I was shouting, yeah. And I said, look at all these. <laughs> no. Sold a hundred. And I danced for everybody. I mean, whatever it was. See, we gotta be, we gotta live. Not that we're not saying you can do it, but 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 look, I can't afford to waste these calories off something you 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 ain't got yet. Pastor, oh, pastor, when I get my income tax check this year, pastor, I'm going to call you Friday. That's how I'll be looking at him. Okay. You ain't happy? Yeah, I'm happy. But I'll be even happier when you come call me Friday. <laughs> Romans 13, 11. You have to, someone say, I have to stay on guard. Romans 13, 11 through 14. Listen to this. You know what sort of times we live in. And so you should live how? Properly. It's time to wake up. In other words, it's talking about waking up from your spiritual complacency. Don't be complacent spiritually. Are you here? You know that the day when we will be saved is nearer now than when we first put our faith in the Lord. The day of Christ's return is closer now than 14 years ago when you first received him. That's what he said. Are you here? Night is almost over and day will soon appear. We must stop behaving as people do what? In the dark and be ready to live. And he's talking to believers. Any believers in the house? So behave how? Pro verse 13. Behave properly as people do in the day. Don't go to wild parties or get drunk or be vulgar or indecent. Don't quarrel or be jealous, believer. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be as near to you as the clothes you wear. Then you won't try to, excuse me, then you won't try to what? Satisfy your selfish desires. You remember uh, a few minutes ago I said that, 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 that when, I'm, when I'm close to him, that safeguards me from all that flesh cutting up. Wear him just like you do your clothes. Desire him as you do that name brand. Wear me the same way. Show me off. Wow. Guess what happens when you let your guard down? You go from, uh, let me see, uh, what's it called? Uh, you go from uh, being intentional to unintentional. Or from you go from pilot to autopilot. Huh? See, in my vet has different drive modes. One mode is, is active driving. That's when, you know, if you try to spin out, it throws you back in shape. You can feel it, and the car is helping you. Boom, boom. If it, if it tries, if you know, depending on the type of weather, it keeps you from getting out of. Like I dug into it the other day, and I said, but, but it was keeping, you know, it kept it straight. I was trying to get out, but it kept me straight. <laughs> Then there's one called competitive mode. That's when the acting is off, active handling is off, and you doing everything. So now when you get down on it, that joke will throw you in a ditch if you're not careful. Because you don't have the assistance that you had before. See, when we allow God, the Holy Spirit, to lead us, you're allowing that 
act, you in active drive mode. So when you try to get out, he push you back. When you try to cut up, he makes sure that you stay straight. But when you don't have him first, you're in competitive mode. And everything you do, you're on the potential of tearing something up. And that's what happens. So when, 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 when we no longer are on guard, we are on autopilot. And they say most plane crashes crash because of autopilot. Are you here? Hmm. This is what autopilot is. Doing something without thinking about it or without making an effort. Just going through the motions. My body's here. But my mind is no longer. And there are a lot of relationships. You're operating on autopilot. You may speak to you know, some, some don't even remember if they spoke to their spouse this morning. Did I speak to my spouse? And then I said hey to you this morning. It wasn't dinner. Can't remember. You asked someone when they been out when the last time they been out on a day? When, 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 when was that? They don't know. Autopilot. Haven't gotten a rose since. Man, you can't remember the last time you got a car just because. A gift just because. A text just. See, before when you were doing all that fancy texting, saying that stuff. And now you, you text something sexy now. You get back. Don't forget to go by the doctor's office, pick up my medicine. <laughs> what? I'm like, man, What? <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, what you got on, sir? See, I received, bless you, sir. Hey, <laughs> I received. He said, he said, you know, you, you, you say, you say, it, well, I still do it. That's, that's just me. I'll be saying some stuff like, like, show me something. Now, a few minutes ago, you, you co-signed on the million-dollar testimony. Co- am, I, am I telling the truth? Co-sign on. Okay, yeah. You know, you, you got to keep it. But but see, when you're on autopilot, he trying to say something sexy to you. Stop by and get that bread. Stop by and get that bread. <laughs> autopilot. <laughs> look, look, you get home and they hot. What you hot at? I said, what you see me? Oh, then guess what's that? I ain't see it. Autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget about the field trip tomorrow the, the field trip oh it's going to be a field trip <sighs> write this down when you're on autopilot anything and I'm done I'm closing I'm closing just give me some soft music anything on autopilot will eventually crash so if you are on autopilot it will eventually crash Prime example, put your car on uh, cruise control and fall asleep. If God don't intervene, and if you don't wake up, you will eventually. So it, it, that's, that's just like, you, see, you can go from a place from desiring God where you eventually caress, or you may, it don't even matter anymore. You become a nominal Christian just in name only. Anything on autopilot, or, or let me say this, anything that comes before God in a relationship, you are now at risk. You're on autopilot. When, when things start becoming before God, guess what? I put my relationship with God at risk because he's no longer at first. Same thing in the natural. When something diverts your attention, 
autopilot. You hear? How do I know I'm on autopilot? You find it difficult to let things go. You find it difficult to let things go. And, and, and see, when you do that, you, you'll do things, you'll do what's familiar, even though you know it's no longer serving you anymore. See, you, you, when you don't want to let go, you'll keep doing it. You know this thing is not serving you anymore. This relationship dissipated years ago, a long time ago. But because you're on our autopilot, you keep, some people keep the same unmotivated people around them. Why do you keep hanging around unambitious people? You got people who hate their career, but they stay in it. Why? Autopilot. You hold on to things that you've outgrown. Why? Because I don't want to let go. You'll do things that no longer inspire you. Why? Because you've gotten used to it. You're on autopilot. Then you'll be amazed how many believers across America today are on autopilot. Other things are more of a priority than the kingdom of God. How do I know if I'm on autopilot? You take people for granted. You take people for granted. For the believer, now I take the things of God. For, I take God for granted. I take the place where I am getting fed spiritually and I know my life has changed. I start taking my, my body of believers for granted. I take my pastors, my seers for granted. Why? Because I'm on autopilot. Opportunities are overlooked when you're on autopilot. You don't even, there's an opportunity presenting you. But because I'm so on autopilot, I'm not even conscious of the fact that this is an opportunity. Wow. Another good sign, you have not made any significant forward progress. Watch this. And I don't know when. Are you here? You lack the motivation and ambition to make changes. That's a good sign that you're on autopilot. You lack the motivation and ambition to make changes. There's no more motivation. You're on autopilot. And I asked this question. I heard Del Brana say this. The first step to getting what you want is having the courage to get rid of what you don't. The first step to getting what you want is having the courage to get rid of what you don't. And watch this. Each man knows, each woman knows what that thing is. Whether it's the pride of life, lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. And watch that. And then if, if just say if you get into the pride of life, then whatever those things are, those are the manifestations from walking in the pride of life. Just say, man, I'm man, I'm I'm all in me. What I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm I'm just so focused on and, and be focused and get, but don't put God behind you. Keep him first. You know, like some people they'll do anything by any means necessary step over you, cheat you, crook you just to get a dollar. Oh, you got some people, man, they'll say if, if they think you'll buy it, yeah, just to get a pride of life for things, for stuff. And you'll be amazed of the things that even, and we need people in every sphere. But for the believer, for you to make, for, for you to, to get into the film industry is to have an impact. Not get in it and start lowering your standard to get a role. Or to get a part in it. No, you keep God first and God will break down whatever door or barrier. Are you here? What do you need to give up in order to go up? What do you need to give up in order to go up? Listen, God is challenging this house to get back to a place where we desire him as we once did.
If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.